here on this Wednesday edition of the show. Kyle, free agency right around the corner. Time to get Hola. into it. Welcome. It's time to get into it, brother. Let's go. Uh, what, can I start off on a bad note today? Real quick? I guess. I guess. You know what just hit me today? What's that? It's time to cut the grass, man. Oh, no, Joe. What are you going to do? I'm not going to cut it. <laughs> Gonna let it grow. It's gonna grow <laughs> till May first. <laughs> Listen, you've se- you've seen you've seen what I can do in terms. Of I have the, the yeah. grass grow, but then you invite the snakes into your backyard. That's a problem. See, and that all that's always that's all I need to hear, and I get motivated, and I will cut the grass. So, right. but I was letting my dogs out this morning. I'm looking around like, oh damn it! Yeah, you're about six weeks ahead of me mm. because we, this is our first nice week. This week, it's like 60 out right now. 60. Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's 20 degrees higher than what it takes for you to get outside. So you're I'm you're right living the dream. Yeah. yeah. You don't even have to turn the heater on on the deck. No, I actually was out there yesterday. Did not have the heater on at all. I I whenever we're in Indy, it's always a humbling reminder of the climate differences that we live in and how you just handle it a whole lot better than I do. Well, king in the north, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice reply. Uh, first thing that popped into my head, I figured I'd go with. That was a zinger. That's your second good zinger in as many days. So, What was the one yesterday? About the blood. It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gave me a hard time about my. I had somebody back me. I don't know if you saw that. So you had somebody because I saw a whole lot of people that were not in your corner. Who is it? Was it John? John said he likes to beat his chicken. Yeah. That's a little joke in there. Let's move on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, so we're going to talk free agency. Today will be offense minus quarterbacks because tomorrow will be the quarterback show. Friday will be defense. And so, I don't know, this looks like a great year for free agents. And it feels like maybe some of the movement is later this year because of the CBA and how that's not settled and some guys that you think will get tagged aren't tagged. But, man, when you look over this landscape, Good football players. I think you can address some needs if you got cap space. I think the thing that stands out to me, maybe more so on defense than on offense, but you're going to get a lot of really good value with your middle tier free agents this year. Mm -hmm. And that is a big boom for teams that, that want to address needs, but do so in an economic way, but you're still going to have the heavy hitters. So, you know, do you do you kind of want to start? We'll go running back, wide receiver, tight end, yeah, offensive tackle, offensive guard, yeah. and kind of talk about some of the. Obviously, we've done the the market value predictions on this show a couple of times, but we have, I believe, this is Mike Clay's list of free mm-hmm. agents, right? And mm-hmm. this is a really useful tool every year, and and he's put this together, and we're looking at this full list now, and. 
There's a lot of good football players on the market, brother. I think there's three starting running backs you can have if you want to pay him. Derrick Henry, Melvin Gordon, Kenyon Drake. Um, Henry's interesting because I think he wants Zeke money, but I don't know if he's going to get it. But he means a lot to that Titans team because it gives them an identity. And whether it's Tannehill or Tom Brady being the quarterback, you feel like you need that. I'm in favor of them just drafting Jonathan Taylor in the first round, paying him a gazillion dollars less and still keeping that same identity. But uh, I could see them feeling like they have to get Derrick Henry back as they take that, uh, try to recapture what they had last year, which was getting to the AFC Championship game. It's an interesting proposition. Is If you're the Titans, would you rather pay Derrick Henry and draft an offensive tackle at 29? Or would you rather sign Jermaine Effetti and then draft a running back at one or in your, with your first round pick. Why aren't we just bringing back Jack, Jack Conklin? What's why? Because he's going to get 16 to $18 million a year. Do you want to pay $30 million next year to Derrick Henry and Jack Conklin? Oh, I'm not paying anything to Derrick Henry. So that's, that's the first thing we need to establish here. Okay. Do you want to pay Jack Conklin 16 to $18 million? Much more than I would Derrick Henry. Derrick, so, well, I'm not offering Derrick Henry 14 to 18. Here's the here's the numbers on this. Ready? So Jonathan Taylor at pick number 29 in the draft will get a four-year deal worth $12.4 million. SpotRack says that Henry's market value is four years, 55.3. Even if they were to franchise tag him, the cost is $12.4 million for one season, is what which is what you would pay Jonathan Taylor across four. Let him go. But I don't. If the Titans wanted Jack Conklin, you should have exercised your fifth year option. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, of course. Think they've opened Pandora's box, and now now it's a financial problem that I wouldn't want to pay to make up for because you're committed to it long term. Now, do the Titans have a right tackle waiting in the wings that we need to know about? Let me take a look at their depth chart. Don't David Questenberry. So. No, they don't got nothing. I'm telling you, Lucas Nyang at 29 is a home run fit for them. Man, I love this. I love this uh, offensive tackle class so much. I've I've kind of finished it up, and I feel like man, there's like 11 guys that I like. Yeah, get one it's of a, them. It's a good class. I would like. I would prefer to get plug and play. Some of these guys that I like aren't. I don't feel are plug and play. Uh, but if you're Tennessee and you're in a win window, and whether you end up getting Tom Brady or Ryan Tannehill back, like this, this team's in there. So the team's roster is good, Joe. Right, right. I worked through this roster for uh, the TDN uh, team guides. We're doing 32 team-specific draft guides, and I did the the Titans film study amongst all the other things that we're doing at this t- point in the year. Uh, just to note the top players at each of their positions, this roster is young. This roster is talented. This roster will have some guys hitting free agent market uh, that are of concern, obviously, Jack Conklin being one, Ryan Tannehill, Logan Ryan, uh, Kamali Correa is a role player, Derrick Henry. They've got good players that are hitting the market, but they got about $48 million in cap space mm-hmm. to work with. So they can run a lot of this back, but this is that position where running back spend, offensive tackle spend for premium, like it, it all matters for this team more so than some other teams. Future Miami Dolphins running back Melvin Gordon. <sighs> How about Jordan Howard? He's so fascinating, right? Yeah. And he, he came into the league and had a really good three seasons in Chicago. He kind of fa- got phased out that last year. 
and then he went to Philly, and he was really good in Philly until he got hurt. Yeah. And uh, writing's on the wall there for him with with them having Miles Sanders, and uh, they'll they'll probably look to continue to rotate backs. But paying Jordan Howard, I'm not sure how that's a, a piece of the puzzle. I would rather have Jordan Howard than Melvin Gordon. I wonder what Jordan Howard's going to get. Um, he's a guy that, when I think about Buffalo and getting a compliment for Devin Singletary, he's a guy that'll be a good fit. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, I think he's going to have suitors. It's just unfortunate. It's like he wasn't a fit in Chicago and he goes to Philadelphia. And the first thing we all thought was, oh, he's not really a fit there either. So what are we doing? Um, but I think but he was good. Gonna, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think he's going to be a, a bargain type free agent. That's going to outproduce whatever he gets on probably a short term yeah, deal. I'd give give him what, like a one and one. Yeah. In a heartbeat. What are you paying him? Six mil. I think you can get him for less than that. But if you want, if you wanted to get him oh, six yeah. mil over each of his uh, each of his two season, you get a club option or a player option or whatever. Yeah. What about Kenyon Drake? I think he's well, I think he's it, the most it, interesting it, back on the market. No, because I've seen him for three and a half years. <laughs> Are you, I think you're soured by him. I think he's pricing himself at an unrealistic sure, rate. Sure. He's asking, he's reportedly asking for 10 million a year. But if you could get him for what he's worth, which was probably what half of that. Yes. If you're looking for kind of a low mileage veteran back, that's a do everything guy that runs really hard. Runs really hard. Yes. You see him play peekaboo in every hole he's ever met in his life. No. The only reason he was good in Arizona is because they spaced the field out. They let him run into space. You just runs really hard. Come on, you are you are a grudge holder. I don't know. Feet are always just, going. His feet are always going. Why do you think he couldn't get? He couldn't commandeer carries with Brian Flores or Adam Gase because he was trying to do too much in the backfield. He found himself in Arizona. He did in an offense that spaced the field and didn't ask him to make reads. Just Kyle run Tyler, to daylight. Minka Fitzpatrick, you hate him. Laramie Tunsil, you got all the jokes. You don't like any. I got jokes like about the Texans. I don't have jokes. I love Laramie. I love when he jumps off sides. <laughs> See, yeah, and I'm I'm the one with the grudge. Okay. I uh, just think it's funny. <laughs> Unbelievable. It, all right. Rank your top four running backs, and then we gotta move on here. We gotta keep this in a vacuum. Here. In a vacuum? Yeah. Like, if you're a team, let's pretend money is not an issue. But you could still spend wisely if you choose to prioritize that. Give me your top four running backs in this year's class, in order. Henry Gordon, uh, Hyde, or Henry Gordon, Howard, Drake. Okay. And I would go Henry... I would still prioritize prioritize Howard at a, a lower rate than Melvin Gordon and then probably Kenyon Drake. Okay. I don't think there's anybody here at the bottom of this list that deserves consideration as a top name. Wide, Wide receiver class. Right. Yes. Uh, so Amari Cooper's off, yeah, right? So. He's, he's going to get a tag of some kind. Uh, AJ Green is confirmed off. He's getting the tag. Yep. Uh, Robbie Anderson, who's 
another player asking for 10 million plus per season. There's sounds like there's some positive rumblings out of the jets that they both want to get a deal done. So sounds like they do. I hope they do. Oh, me too. Absolutely. The jets are going to, the jets are the new Miami. Did you, (laughs) you, have you seen it's every free agent they're tied to. They are tied to literally every name on the market. James Bradbury, Jack Conklin, Robbie, and like if you're a top name in free agency, the Jets want you. Well, they got a lot of holes, so a lot of players make sense. <laughs> in this roster, let's man. let's spend fifty million dollars on four guys and plug four holes, and one of them's going to get hurt, and then we're going to have three mm-hmm. holes taken care of. Good okay, idea. so who's the most interesting name for you on this? Um, if we're assuming those top three are gone, Emmanuel Sanders. Well, yeah, I think he's the most sure thing. Yeah. He's 33, something like that. Yeah, so he's not a long-term play. Yeah. Um, Bashad Perriman's interesting, what he was able to do late in the season with Tampa. He's you know. He was in the perfect fit. Sure. Rashard Higgins is of note to me. Right, yeah. some. I think there's some upside there. Travis Benjamin. You've always been a big fan of him. Yeah, I like Travis. I think Rashard Higgins is probably the most fascinating name for me. Not the Taz- best name, but the most fascinating name. What about Taze Sharp? Uh, he's really died off the last couple of years. He started strong his rookie year, but that was more of a volume opportunity because they didn't have anybody. All he's the generally got... Marcus Mariota is your quarterback. I, I get it. And he was a good route runner coming out of UMass. So, like, if you want to... But, like... In a perfect world, Tajay Sharp is wide receiver blank on your roster. Three or four. I think Rashard Higgins could be a two or three. Um, what was uh, the... I, I worry about a player like Tajay Sharp getting a deal like Cody Latimer got. Do you remember when he just came out of a free agency and just signed a deal that didn't make sense? Wasn't it like a, it was a, it was a short, short-term deal, right? Yeah, I got to pull this up. This was the one of the most ridiculous things I'd ever seen. Uh, why can't I find it? Do you want me to bridge and talk about how Devin Funches got a one-year deal for $10 million this past year from <sighs> the Colts? Him. Fleeced him. Holy cow, man. Fleeced he's him. On, and he's back on the market. I have a bold prediction that Devin Funches will not command $10 million in free agency this time around. No, who? I mean, what? What's the appeal there at all for Devin Funches? He sucked. I mean, he absolutely sucked for the Panthers his last year. He got injury problems. So he wasn't good in Carolina. Then got a one-year, ten mil, and he wasn't good there. And who? He stepped in and took that. Um, it's a dude that went to Pittsburgh. Couldn't catch a cold. What team did dude you dropped with? everything? Sammy Coates. No, come on. Went to Pittsburgh. Oh, the big dude. Yes. Moncrief. Dante Moncrief, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he took the Moncrief role in Indianapolis and was somehow worse than Moncrief. You got this contract yet or what? Uh, no, I gave up. You're sitting here playing Switch? I'm not playing Switch. My computer's not being my friend <laughs> right now. What, what contract are you looking for? Cody Latimer's. I think there's about 10 billion people on spot rack right now. And it's, it's, it's affecting the speed. 
I might have been crossing him up with Dante Moncrief. Well, then you're probably crossing him up with Dante Moncrief because it looks like the Giants' uh, Latimer's 2018 cap hit was two and a half mil. Maybe it was Moncrief. One All right. year, $9.6 million he got. So let's discuss, we're looking at this whole list. You're a team. You need some depth at wide receiver. Give me your top names, top four names, including factors like finances. It's so hard with receivers because I feel like you need like specific types of receivers based on what you need. You need everything. Well, then, yeah, you want to go get a sure thing like Emmanuel Sanders. Yep, he's one for me. Um, I do like the ceiling that exists with Rashad Higgins and what he showed in 2018. He's two for me. It's like Nelson Aguilar's on this list, and it's like, do you really want those frustrations? I don't think not anymore. He's kind of it has not gotten better for him. Philip Dorsett's a quiet three for me. He's okay. I, I mean, know, yeah, I like, they're, I, they're I, all going to be I'm, okay at this point. I'm intrigued by Bashar Perriman more than I would be a guy like Philip Dorsett. Okay, and so that's a difference that we have. That's fun. And then I'd probably put Tajay Sharp at number four. That got take Taylor Gabriel at four. A little Smurfy guy. Dude's quick. Demarcus Robinson has. Oh, whoa. Time out. What? Time out. Matt Slater's a free agent this year. Yeah. Future Hall of Famer. Yeah. 10 time special teams all pro Matt Slater. He'll be back to the Patriots. He's one of the few guys they can afford. (laughs) Uh, Low key, Demarcus Robinson has had increased production every year in his career. Yeah. He's got some good physical tools. Yeah. I think he might be a, a bit of a diamond in the rough. I think that's a good call. If that's what we're looking for, yeah. Sure. Okay, let's move on. Tight, tight ends? ends? Yeah. Yeah. Love tight ends. Austin Hooper, <laughs> Hunter Henry, right? Those are the two dudes this year. Uh, Henry's getting the tag, isn't he? I don't know. I think Atlanta's openly come out and said Hooper's going to hit the market, but I think Hunter Henry is still a – I just did Huntery. Oh, okay. <laughs> you did a me well, yesterday. You gave me crap. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, it's speculated that he that he may end up getting the franchise tag. Expected. This is nah. would you rather Conflict, have, conflicting reports? But would you rather have Hooper and what he's been consistently doing here recently, or Hunter Henry and the much better ceiling, but the injury concerns? No, I'd rather have the guy who's on the field. Hooper. Hooper. Um, you think someone's like you think is who's gonna pay for him? Austin Hooper. Yeah, the Redskins. I could see that. Cowboys. No, they don't have the money. Come on. If you're gonna pay for a free agent and you're gonna pay Austin Hooper ten, eleven million dollars a year, just suck up and pay for Byron Jones and keep Byron Jones. Doesn't get interceptions though, you know. Yeah, so dumb. It's the worst narrative in football right now is that Byron Jones isn't good. I don't understand it. Hey, it's just that's what teams do when their players depart. You know, they they right they they downplay it. Oh, he's he's not that not a big deal. He can't play. 
kid can't play, doesn't get picks anyway. But is there anything um, else in this tight end class that's interesting to you? I mean, Ebron, Eric Ebron deserved, maybe? De- he deserves some mention. Luke Wilson deserves a little mention. Tyler Eifert played all 16 games last year, man. Low key. How many snaps? How many snaps? Listen, he was on the field in 16 different games. He was he, he, he dressed for 16 games. Yes. And that in itself is a big win. And good, like honestly, good for Tyler because he he was so good that one year. And he has <laughs> never been the same since because he just always got hurt. Uh, the Draft Network's own Jordan Reed, free agent. Yeah, that's true. Uh, to answer my own question, Tyler played 507 snaps this year. That's pretty good. About yeah, probably, what, half the it, snaps, right? Uh, 45% of the snaps. Okay, not bad. 43, 43 receptions on 63 targets, three touchdowns. Foil that to freaking 2015. 52 catches, 615 yards, 13 touchdowns. He was so good that year. Yep. Man, give me that guy back. Who's the bargain bin here for you, Kyle? Who's that guy in here? Logan Wilson might be it. Michael Pruitt from Tennessee deserves a shout too. By Nick O'Leary. You know, he's no. Jack Nicholas' grandson. Is it is he really? I don't know if you knew it or Dude, not. Dude, that's so cool. I had never heard that before. <laughs> I don't know what it is about me with Nick Vanett, but I always like him. He's available. He was good coming out of Ohio State. And even like the Steelers. Dude, traded Pittsburgh for traded him? for him. What are you doing? <laughs> Lock him in, man. Give him it's like after after Will Disley got hurt again. Give him that like trade him. Yeah, man. Give him that one point one million dollar deal over three years and lock him in. Make your pick investment worth it. That's the that's the guy I think is interesting as a bargain bin guy, but that could just be me clinging to a draft crush. I think that's fair though. We all do that. Right. Saw some good things, man. He was really good at the senior bowl. <laughs> yeah, man. He was a good blocker, had that little dog in him. All right, so top four tight end names were not including Hunter Henry because he's off. Um, Hooper, Ebron. <sighs> Wilson. Wilson is the correct choice at three. And then Tyler Eifert. Yeah, Luke Wilson just really... uh. He was good in Seattle his first few years, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Not good, but like a pretty reliable rotational player. The problem is that he spells Wilson with two L's, and that's yeah, hard to overcome. St- you know? Stock down. That's like a cornerback wearing number 47. I would go Hooper, Ebron, Wilson. What about Blake Bell? Oh, another draft crush of mine. Former quarterback at Oklahoma. You, you had a big crush on the belldozer. Absolutely. I didn't realize couple, this. He made a couple plays in the postseason this year, man. Dude, didn't he have like a one a sick one-handed catch yes. somewhere along the line? And we're like, yes. dude, like, and he's <laughs> rumbling down the field. Yes, he's athletic. Yeah. About to be surprised you didn't team. surprised you didn't mention Charles Clay. Uh, you know what? Big big play, Clay, baby. You got to give it to Doug Whaley, man. The guy went out there and said, you know what, Miami? We're going to sign him to this offer sheet that you cannot match because yeah, you're we're gonna in cap hell. Po- we're going to put a poison pill in it. But so we're going to put gonna ourselves put it, in yeah. cap hell. <laughs> Doug Whaley, my man. Oh, man. 
good. What an he was he was good. He was good at his first year in Buffalo, though. Oh, Doug Whaley, a great collector of talent. No, I'm talking about Charles Clay. Oh yeah, Charles Clay had a good career for the Bills. I think he led the team in receiving twice. He was well, that good says player. more about Buffalo than it does about Charles sure. Clay. Come on now. Right. Of course it does. But f- within the context of his own offense, he was a good player. But he wasn't he wasn't a top three tight end in the league like he was getting paid to be. No. Oh man. Good for All him. Right. Generational wealth for his family. Good for All you, right. bud. That's that's your thing this year. Yeah. I hear you say generational wealth at least three times a day. I'm not gonna hate on guys for going out there and getting a ton of money. Because they have a skill set that demands it. Very particular set of skills. Right. I will find you. (laughs) There's one I know. All right. Offensive line. Which do you think tackle, guard, or center has the best best prospects this year in free agency? Guard. Including Brandon Scherf being axed because he's getting the tag. Yeah, if Brandon Scherf's axe, then it's tackle. But I think Graham Glasgow is a good player, and obviously Joe Tooney's an elite player. I hope Ronald Leary can get healthy, too. Yeah, right. He's He can be good. Why Why are we all sleeping on Andrews Pete as a free agent? Because he's hurt. I get it, but, like, he's good in New Orleans. Yeah, he can play all, all – he can play every spot but center, too. Yeah, he play. He's got tackle and guard eligible or experience, and he's probably going to come at two thirds the cost of what it would get to to sign Joe Thune. Yeah, but Joe Thune's so good. He is so good. His his pass pro, or protection productivity is through the roof. Good. He's a wall. Um, so Thune's getting the moon. Um, I agree with you. I st- I think it's guard is where the best value is at for offensive linemen. Thune, Graham Glasgow, Ronald Leary, if he gets healthy, Quentin Spain as a sleeper, yeah, well, Andrus Peets being slept Spain's on for some reason. Good player, man. Right. That's what I mean. It's like the guards. It's like I'm looking at the names of the guards here and the, the order they're listed, and it's like typically speaking, Mike lists these in order of like best at the top. And we got to get Quentin Spain bumped up, and we got to get Andrus Pete bumped up for guards. Even Greg Van Roten's like not a terrible player; like he's a starting guard, in my opinion. Right, right. Uh, center gap power. Center Connor McGovern, Ted Karras. Yeah. Ted Karras is a sleeper man. He's always kind of filled in for the Patriots really nicely. Yeah, he did a nice, he did as about as good of a job as you could hope anybody yeah. could do when David Andrews went out with the uh, he had like blood clot issues this year which is super scary but bj finney is another player that is kind of like ted karras that's always played well when he's getting gotten chances to play that i think somebody should look at as a starter and then a tackle we're gonna get super weird with the money here uh, jack conklin jason peters hitting the market will be fun to monitor and see how that develops andrew whitworth hitting the market balaga balaga Jermaine Effetti is a long-term starter, is a guy who's young, coming off his rookie contract, so there will be an appeal for how young he is. Calvin Beecham can get you through a season at left tackle. He's Big V. Yeah. I just... I, we didn't mention Anthony Costanzo, but I was trying to point out 
I feel like he's back to the Colts. Like wh- they have cap space. He's been a pillar of their of their offense. Oh, didn't it? I think I might have read this this past year or this past week that he's expected to come back. Well, I know there was some retirement talk, and then I kind of heard that too. But I mean, let's fa- there's like twelve starters you can get on offensive line here, like reasonably well, the, the, start, and some well, high level players. The reports are the Jets are signing four of them, so you got to right. cross those off. Right. Well, maybe they should have signed two last year, so they wouldn't have to get four this year. Um, the Jets have so many free agents, man. We didn't mention Stefan Wisniewski either. Yeah, there's names, man. You can get names here. You can get starters, and it's a good offensive line year in the draft. Like, <laughs> oh, I got a sleeper. Okay, I got two sleepers. All right, Joe well, Looney well. from Dallas. Okay, and then Joe Haig from from Indianapolis, another guy with guard and tackle experience. Yeah, Haig, Haig pops as well. So my guy Jason Spriggs about to hit the market. <sighs> you said it, not me. Well, if I didn't say inevitably somebody else was Cedric Abwehi was another guy I really like coming out of college too, Texas A&M. It was his issue play strength? Wasn't mobility and foot speed, I'll tell you that. Right, yeah. I mean, that's if I missed on offensive tackles between the year 2013 and 2016, it's because they could move really well. <laughs> As for Cleveland this year, man, you saved yourself. Yeah, I'm back in. Now, where do you got him? You like him? He's like fringe top 100 player for yeah me. i think that's pretty fair i i get why there's appeal with him and he's going to get overdrafted he'll probably be a top 50 pick but you think so a top 50 pick i think so in this offensive tackle in class? in this economy joe yes oh, no hard pass the hardest of passes yeah i mean if i'm if i'm miami and he's on the board at 70 i'd give consideration because i don't pick again until 142 for that offense, as a team sure. that for a team that needs an on off two, three, four offensive tackles, but <laughs> a whole new room. Every room on the offensive line wing needs all new players, except for Michael Dieter, as far as I'm concerned. But what's that's that, neither um, here nor there. What's that? That's a locked on dolphin receiver. No, they need a slot. Tight end? Like, what's the one? What's the one position where you could look at the roster and say, you know what? The guys that are making the team are already on the, uh, in the mix. Fullback. <laughs> that guy you drafted last year. Yeah, the Cox seventh round. Uh, Cox. Yeah, Dude, pretty athletic dude. Um, I would say tight ends probably the closest to fully established because you got young guy in Durham Smythe. You got a young guy in Mike Gusecki. They had promising talent that they were rotating in there at that third spot too. Top four offensive linemen, all positions. Well, Tooney. Yes. Conklin, too. I think so. I think so. I'm so scared by that price tag, though, man. Yeah, wouldn't you rather have Balaga for shorter and less money, even though he's 31? Get him for like three years? Probably. Graham Glasgow might be three no, the top four i'm not I, I think we can split hairs over it but it's tooney glasgow conklin and palaga that's the top four yeah some order some order of that tooney tooney's one in my world though no no question and he's worth the money he's yeah, like can, a guy that i don't think is is worth it give him question, the 15 mil and, and prosper yeah right on all right that is it joe we successfully squeezed all offensive players in a side of quarterbacks in 30 minutes which i'm super proud of 
Yeah. So that's something we can put on our resumes. Definitely. And uh, you guys come back tomorrow. We'll talk quarterbacks. Joe's got a fun article coming out tomorrow for the draftnetwork.com that will be not in unison with that, but inspired us to do the release for the rest of this week the way that we're choosing to do it here. So I'm Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast.